Today we're going to talk about three things that you can do to have great guest follow-up at your church. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where ministers come to learn some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry in this very digital and digital world that we are living in today. And today I am excited to have my friend Justin Nava back on. And Justin and I discuss what it looks like to have great guest follow-up. We've talked about in the past about different things that you can do to follow up. And I've gotten different blogs on that. And Justin and I have even talked about guest gifts that you can give away. But today we're talking about guest follow-up and how you can create an environment where you're doing good guest follow-up so that you're making a connection with people who've come to your church or come to an event that you're doing or whatnot. So what does it look like for you and your church? That's what Justin and I are talking about. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation with Justin Nava talking about great guest follow-up. All right, with me right now is Justin Nava, the one and only Justin Nava. Justin, how are you, man? Doing fantastic, Tom. Thanks for having me on today. As always, uh, it's always great having you on, and uh, we always have great conversations. So I'm really excited about talking about this. But before we get into it, uh, how how is, uh, you know, it's the fall time. Are you, like, excited? Is it what You know, this year, you know, are you excited about this time of year right now? I love the fall. It is actually my favorite season. Really? Yeah. You are coming out of the warmth. We feel, you know, you come out of, I, I, granted I'm in Texas, right? So fall, it's only a couple months. It's not a full quarter of the year, but I mean, you're coming out of the heat. You're finally seeing some relief. You've got the excitement of uh, holiday season coming. It's just, when I feel like we're coming out of winter, it's like, oh boy, here comes the heat. Yeah. But when you're going into fall, you're like, yes, finally some relief. Yes, some relief. That is that is 100% true. And uh, you, I love it that you just said, it kind of gave me a good little natural lead into what we want to talk about. Because with the fall, there's lots of cool events that happen in the fall. And your church is probably going to be doing a variety of different things in addition to your Sunday stuff. So we're going to talk about guest follow-up and how you can do that effectively. But before we do that, I do want to give you a chance to introduce yourself again to anybody who maybe has never heard the tons of podcasts we have done together on this podcast. So share with uh, everyone uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do. Well, hello, everyone in the podcast world. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I promise you I'm going to make this as valuable as possible uh, for you and your church because what we're talking about today, we can talk about marketing stuff all day. And in fact, you can talk about marketing stuff all day. But at the end of the day, none of it matters if you can't follow up with the people because that's where true retention is. So my name is Justin with Mr. Church Marketer, and uh, we get people talking about your church. That's what we like to say. I'm in Texas, Houston, Texas. I'm a born and raised Texan. Uh, so pardon me if some of that partner howdy yeehaw comes out. I'll try to keep it tame for you. And we're, we are a full service marketing company. Uh, we want to see a million churches become the cornerstone of their community. And we do that by helping you get the word out. That's what we like to do. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And you're, you're great at it. Again, when, when I first met Justin, he was just a website guy. He was just a website. Now he's so much more than that, you know? And so I, I love it how multifaceted you are uh, in that. How, how have you enjoyed uh, working with Mr. Truth Marker? Uh, it is fantastic. Uh, it, it's one of those monumental moments in life where you realize you're doing so much work and then you find someone else that's doing so much work and you realize you could get four times as far by just partnering up and serving so many people. So like you said, I used to be a website, a little bit of an SEO guy, a little bit of consultant guy and partnering with Mr. Church Marketer and, and just becoming one entity really allows us to serve churches so much better because we now have a team of specialists. So if you got to deal with SEO, I don't have to try to learn new stuff or keep updated. I just need to learn how to grow your church and help you engage the community. And if SEO is going to do that, well, boy, we'll get it. We'll get it. We got a team member that's going to help. So it's, it's just an amazing opportunity for us to serve your church even better. That's awesome. That, that is fantastic. I'll have links for Mr. Church Marketer and, and all of Justin's stuff in the, in the show notes. So don't worry about uh, that and finding it right now. Uh, you can just listen to the conversation as Justin and I talk about guest follow-up. So let's get into uh, well, let's get into it. What what makes I've talked about this on my blog before and just about following up on events and it's really important to do that. But so let's just go in the basics. Why is it important to have a follow up strategy with uh, Rear Church? You have to maintain yourself in the front of your guests' mind. You have to remember that as your church, your your mission and vision. Uh, but your mission is not to get people to come to your church, is to disciple people, create a relationship, introduce them to the kingdom, make disciples and make disciples, all that good stuff. That does not end when you get them into church. And so oftentimes, and this is something that's been on my heart lately, which is why I'm not talking about websites, you know, social <laughs> media, posting Facebook ads, anything like that. It's like, goodness gracious, all the hard work we do goes to not when you don't follow up with someone, because the first time you go somewhere does not guarantee you will come back. This is true with websites. This is true with churches. This is true with church events, church services. This is even true for the mall, the places you go to the mall. There is a reason why they are relentless when they keep sending you emails and text messages. And you're like, okay, fine. They're like, hey, there's a good deal. Let me go. Or you finally tell them, hey, I didn't really enjoy my time. And you give them a survey and you learn out about that. It's, there's a reason why in the marketing profession, we don't end with the first visit. Not only that, we need to help guide people in their journey to Christ and in discipleship. And it doesn't end when they just come and we give them a gift and give them a phone call. There is a whole process that we can flow people into to make sure that we are properly equipping them and serving them. And it may not come out the first time. Tom, have you ever had a conversation with your daughters? Mine's eight and I've already had a million of these where I say, what's wrong, hon? She's like, nothing. And I say, okay, because you look a little gloom. Are you sure everything's, everything's fine? Okay, do you want to go outside? No, I don't really want to do that. Why? What's wrong? Oh, I just want to stay inside. And then I finally say, well, why do you want to stay outside? She says, I'm not feeling well. It took me four tries to ask her what's wrong. And then she finally told me, because I asked a different way, because I asked multiple times. How many times does it work the other way, Tom, when, when, when your kids are younger and they demand something and you're like, no, and they just keep asking and asking. And you're like, fine, <laughs> fine, you can have this for dinner instead. It works, the follow-up works. And so while they may come to church to check a box, they may come because it was Mother's Day, they may come because it was a free event, the relationship doesn't stop there and it doesn't just start there either. 
right? We continue to post on social. We continue to keep our websites updated as a form of follow-up. But the guest follow-up I want to talk about today is really that relational follow-up. It's continuing to nurture and develop the relationship. Imagine, Tom, going on the first date, coming home. Hey, hon, how was the first date? Great. We're married. What? That never happens. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of times it works out. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's very important to me. And so that's, that's what I wanted to talk about today. That's why we need guest follow-up is because people's minds aren't made up on the first time they come to your church. They're not made up when they come to your event. Maybe they're still questionable and they're not sure. You can't rely on algorithms and other things to catch them. You have to take initiative. It is your responsibility as a church, as a pastor, leader, minister, whatever, what have you, to follow up and nurture that relationship. Yeah, I, I actually like what you just said there because then it makes me think too. It's like, okay, how many first dates did you go on where you're like, uh, like, what do you think? And you're like, uh, I don't know, but I'll probably go out with that person. Again, they're still undecided how they've, and it takes time and effort and whatnot to get that, to continue to nurture that relationship. And, and who knows, maybe, well, I mean, it probably some of them end up in marriage, some of them don't, but, but it is that follow-up that's so important uh, for you to do that. And because so many people are undecided after that first visit, they don't know, they still don't know what to make of your church or your ministry after that first visit. So, so what makes for a really good guest follow-up? What, what are some tips or pointers that you would encourage us to do? If you take nothing else from this podcast, or if you get distracted because your little one comes and asks you a question and continues the follow-up, I want you to understand this. And, and you'll hear me say this. If you follow me anywhere, if we've had a consultation, you'll hear me say this, and you'll hear me say this till the end of time. Communications, and in this case, guest follow-up, is not a matter of finding the right puzzle piece. It's about putting the different pieces together so you can see the puzzle in its entirety. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, is you need a diverse set of tools, a diverse uh, means of communication, basically multiple ways to follow up with someone because you don't know what that final piece is where you put it in the puzzle and you're like, oh, it's a park. Yeah. I thought it was a grassy hill, but now I'm starting to see people and it's a park and there's the lady with the umbrella. It, 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 you cannot rely on one thing to get it done. It has to be consistent. It has to be multiple times and it has to be in different ways. I can't tell you, Tom, one of the things when I first really started understanding the importance of guest follow-up was a couple of years ago. And uh, I joined a church and I, we, I was learning about follow-up strategy, probably from Texton Church or someone else like that. And uh, I said, hey, we, we need a follow-up because I don't remember, I, I don't think I got followed up with last year when I joined the church. And the receptionist said, no, we followed up with you. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, let me look. And he looked up in the, the church database and he's like, yeah, see, we sent you an email on whatever day. And I said, and? <laughs> and yeah. I'm only here because I took the initiative Yeah. and I followed up. In fact, I followed up with him several times. I said, hey man, I, I love doing social media. I'd love to help out with the church. Didn't hear anything. Texted him again. Hey, I'd love to help out with the search. I noticed a couple of things I can do on the Instagram. Stopped by in the office, got his phone number, texted him throughout the week. What do you think about this idea? Until I finally got control of the church Instagram and blew it up. <laughs> so, you know, I had a follow-up in that instance. So a follow-up strategy cannot be one email. It cannot be one call. And it cannot be 10 texts and only 10 texts. You know, <laughs> texting is great, but it cannot be your only method because what if they don't check the phone? Yeah. Well, so I it has to, it, a good follow-up process has to be consistent it has to have an actual strategy behind it, which is what we're talking about. But then it also has to hit multiple, um, hit them in multiple ways because you don't know what the specific way that will really connect with them. 
that's what I was just going to highlight. It's so important that you diversify it, like what you're just talking about, because you don't know what's going to hit you. And honestly, Justin, what hits you may be something that's different than hits me. And so you have to diversify yourself because if you just pigeon your whole yourself into just one email or 10 text messages or whatever, you're only going to reach those type of people that do that. And not everyone has the initiative like you did, Justin, to go and do that. A lot of people are checking you out and want to know what you can, what you as the church can do for them rather than what you, the person can do for the church. So I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, kind of the same way that we strive to do multiple touches in the church, come to service, come to prayer service, go to group, come to events. We don't, we don't do these because we want everyone to be saved at prayer service. No, prayer service is just one part of the way that we worship corporately and fellowship in the church. Mm -hmm. We understand that, but when it comes to follow-up, there seems to be either A, oh, well, we just text because we have an automated tool, which is great, or we can send them a card or we call them after church, but it's never just one of those things. It has to be a combination of yeah. all of those things. That's where, that's where we set ourselves apart. And uh, the, you, we'll talk about being unreasonable later, spoiler alert. <laughs> one of the things that you have to realize is that if you're not, if you're not on their mind, you're the last thing on their mind. Yeah. And our message is so important. We, we talk about this a lot with storytelling. The church has the best stories. So why aren't we telling it? Guys, we have salvation literally at our disposal. Not that it's through us, it's through Christ. We know that. But we have the keys to the kingdom. We can introduce them. We're the guide. We want to support them, fellowship with them, disciple them, see them become brothers and sisters in Christ. But we just, oh, maybe it's not meant to be. I sent an email. They didn't answer it. I gave them a phone call. I gave them a text. Maybe I don't want to call. It has to be, we have to go that extra mile because when we're not, Disney is, yep. YouTube is, Netflix is, people in their school are, their friends are, why are we not being as relationship nurturing as we are to the people who are courting them, like we talked about, or the different means of communication, the different emails and texts and YouTube videos and recommendations and algorithms and commercials. If we're not in there making noise along with everyone else, then we're just not going to get paid attention to, no matter how much wrong that is. That is the honest truth. If you are not first on their mind, you are not in their mind at all. Yeah, that's so good. That, that's great. Uh, great insights there on that. I, I completely agree with you. Okay, so as you continue to work through it, again, what, what else makes for some good follow-up that, that you can do as a church? What are some pointers? So number one, I would suggest that you focus on being human. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, this message is mainly for the church communicators, because ironically, what I've discovered, and you are more than welcome to shoot me a direct message or text me, Two five four two one seven three six six zero. Text me, I'm wrong. But the more church communicators I talk to, including myself, we're introverts. Isn't that funny, Tom? Yeah. A lot of church communicators are introverts, and I think that's great. Yeah. I, I I think that's fantastic because church historically has been an extroverted game because yeah. you had to go out and make those invitations. Now we have a way to do ministry, a way to serve, and for some even a way to be a pastor behind a screen. And we're comfortable with that. I think that's great. That's a blessing. But we cannot use that as an excuse to take humanity out of something like guest follow-up. So oftentimes we say, well, we've got automated text. We've got automated emails. We've got automated everything else. We don't have to do anything anymore. Wrong. You need to continue doing that in addition to the automated follow-up. And you have to be human yeah. because people don't connect with churches. They connect with people. Right. And if they come to your church 
and we've automated the digital bulletin. We've automated the video announcements. They get the sermon, they leave. They get automatic emails. They get automatic texts. When do they hear someone else besides the preacher? When do they hear someone else besides a text message, an email, some kind of text representing a person in the church? They need to hear from the person in the church too. You have to be human. And along with that, you have to sound like a human. This is, this is a big thing. And I've spent several years studying copywriting. The best copywriters know how to make your company sound like a human being. Yeah. It's not a matter of, um, hey, we're so glad you came. God bless you. We're excited. We want to invite you back. Tom, when was the last time you ever invited someone to your house? And you said, hey, I want to invite you to my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just say, what are you doing Saturday? Can you come over? Yeah. You know, I want to invite you. You are free to, uh, Tom, you are free to come over to our barbecue this Saturday. No, yeah. dude, Tom, what are you doing Saturday? You want some barbecue? Yeah. We, 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 we try to formalize, uh, for, formalize. We try to formulate a formal means of inviting someone and we lose our humanity in it. Yeah. Um, we do this on our websites all the time. You hear me talk about um, web-splaining. Thanks for visiting our websites. We hope you find something you want to see. You don't say that stuff in real life. Be human. So when you send a text, for example, when you send a text, don't say, hey, you're invited to come to church tomorrow. We'd love to see you. No, you just say, hey, hey, Tom, always personalize it. Um, don't say, hey, all. No one ever starts, hey, all with a single text. Yeah. Right? Hey, Tom. Yeah. If you have to, I like, hey, friend or hey, neighbor, you know. Um, hey, Tom, love to see you at church tomorrow. Let me know if you have any questions. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to say, we invite you. We'd be happy to. You're invited to join us. Just be human. Same thing with the emails. We send lots of newsletters. When was the last time you just sent a plain text email from the pastor? Hey, hey, Tom, I saw you turn in a connect card. I tried to give you a call yesterday. Didn't get connected with you. Just want to say, I appreciate you coming. And if you have anything else that you need, we are here for you 100%. Send me an email here any time of day or call our church during these hours. We'd love to connect with you and see how best we can help your family. Instead, we get an automatic message. Thank you for joining us at this church. You are invited to come to this event. Maybe you want this, click this. Maybe you're interested in this, click this. Do you have kids? Click, no. Yeah. Just a simple text email, just a simple text. Be human, yeah. text them like you would text your friend. I, I love that I, because I, I think you're right on on that. Again, I, I, I know... And just a lot of conversations I've had with different people, you know, there's a lot of times that people will say, um, hey, well, you ask, do you like your church? Well, it's okay, but I love the community. Like, oh, do you like the pastor? Ah, oh, he's okay, but I love my life group. I love, and because there's a human element to it of mm -hmm. that, there's that connectedness to it. And if everything that you send out uh, as your follow-up is, you know, typed stuff and form letter type stuff, it's not going to be as effective if it's a personal note. And the simple fact that I would say, maybe handwrite notes to people and do personal phone calls to people. When during, In the very beginning stages of COVID, we were literally calling through people in our church, just calling and checking in on them and following up with them and seeing how they're doing. And that was really effective. Mm -hmm. And we stopped doing it. I mean, then we started getting, oh, we got to do it this way. We gotta, but the phone calls were really, really effective. Absolutely. People are desperate for human connection. And if the church is not there reaching out saying, hey, we can now hug, we can now shake hands, we can now be in the same room together even. Yeah. Other people are.
the YMCA is meeting, the gyms are opening, they're finding community elsewhere, but they're not getting sharpened by other iron. They're getting dulled by other rocks. We need to be, man, I should be recording. This I like too. that. Can you send good. me a copy of this? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, the other, just remember when you're not reaching out into someone's life, someone else is. Yeah. And you have to do, we as a church have to try that much harder because we are resting on our laurels when we used to be the cornerstone of the, of the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when our pastors were kids, they'll tell you stories. There were no cars in the driveway on Sunday morning. Restaurants didn't open on Sunday till 1 p.m. You know, um, so, you know, it, the world has changed and we need to not only change with it, we need to change ahead of it and stand out because when you stand out, what am I going to say? You're going to be first in their mind. They're going to be thinking of you. It's funny, Tom, the more I post on social media, the more unreasonable I am, you know, people say post one or two times, I'm going to tweet 10 times a day. I'm going to post three Facebook posts a day. It's funny. The more times that I post on social media, the more people think of me and refer me as a business because yeah. I'm on the front of their mind. Your church can be too. Yep. Um, and, and, and that's, that kind of leads me to my next point. Can I go to my next point? I, uh, go ahead. You <laughs> own this conversation, man. This, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> that leads me to my next point. Okay. You have to be unreasonable. We, we we're too nice as church people. I cannot tell you how many times, and, and you, you got to be honest with yourself, listener, James, I know you're listening to this. Yeah, well, there's and, only one listener, and it's James is probably the listener. <laughs> you, everyone here has tried to be the nice guy and tried to shut down a conversation we didn't want to be a part of by saying, you know what? Let me pray about it. I need to, I need to pray about it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a crock. Yeah. Now, there are things that we pray for. There are things that we have been praying for, but we need to be honest with ourselves. If we don't want to do something, just say, I don't want to do it. If you do want to do something, just say you're going to do it. You don't have to procrastinate through prayer and you don't have to use prayer to procrastinate. To me, that's unreasonable, but we, we are often too nice. You know, I mean, I would rather you tell me, Hey, I don't want to go to your church. I would rather you tell me that than say, you're going to pray about it because that just leaves me in limbo. And I'm spending more time with you when I could be spending time following up with someone else. I know that's going to sound harsh to some people, but we have to be unreasonable. And so what we've done is we've kind of said, well, people don't like email anymore. People don't like phone calls. So now we're just going to text. Okay. I say, do it all. And it's tough. And you do have to rely on some automation. You do have to rely on something like the phone, a handwritten letter. I got, I got a whole stack. I don't know, Tom, if you have the video of this, but I got a whole stack of greeting cards stamps right here that I send out to people uh, as part of my follow-up. So, you know, you have to be unreasonable because you never know what that one thing is going to be. I do not have, <laughs> I do not have 5,000 invite cards or in this case, business cards, mm. because I think every card is going to bring someone to church. I'm going to hand out a thousand and one of those is going to work, but yeah. I can't just hand out one and rely on, on it to work. I have to work at scale. Yeah. So we have to rely on scale of communications to A, be at front of mind and B, eventually hit that person in the moment where they finally tell us what's wrong finally tell us how we can serve them, finally tell us what they're stumbling with, or finally tell us, hey, I went to another church. Now we know we can scrub you off our role. How frustrating is it when you've got someone on your, your church role and they haven't been there for four years? Yeah. You know, do you can spend time trying to call them? They're killing your stats on the back end if that matters to you. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating. So I say, as part of your guest follow-up, be unreasonable. 
it's not reasonable to call people today. Call them anyways. Yeah. A voicemail is great, Tom. You know what a voicemail does? Gets you to call me. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've called people that I know don't like talking on the phone, but I leave them a voicemail. They call me right back. They don't even listen to the voicemail. Yeah. iPhone transcribes it. Yeah. And they say, oh, Justin called. Let me call him back, see what he wanted. Right? Yeah. That's okay. And guess what? The voicemail doesn't work. That's okay. I've sent them emails. They don't check their emails. That's okay. I've sent them texts. Yeah. They don't have a phone. That's okay. I'm sending them a letter. They don't, they don't have a mailbox. That's okay. I went to their mom's house, brought some chips and salsa. Uh, Let me tell you, a church plant in a couple of towns I used to live ago, they, they, when they did, they would do visitations. This is back in 2016 when we were phasing all this stuff out. They kept going. And they not only showed up and said, hey, we're here to meet you. They brought chips and salsa. We're in Texas. So that was a thing. You know? Hey, we got some chips and salsa. You want to come out? We got some patio chairs or we can come inside if you want. Um, and you know, four out of five people would say, no, thanks. Four out of five people went home, but that one family said, wow, I love chips and salsa. Let's talk. Yeah. And the kingdom of heaven rejoices. I mean, in many ways, I mean, because it's that, that going after them and again, doing again, just diversifying your stuff. And again, it's, it's work, but it, if it works, then work it. It's like the AA thing, you know, you got to work it in order to make it work, you know? Um, and if it works, then diversify it and do the texting some, for some people, do the um, phone calls, the writing, whatever it takes. Again, it's, do you really care for lost souls? Do you really care for people? And if you do, then you're going to do the work to get them, you know, to, to get them to plug in. So. I'm starting to feel like you're riling up, Tom. <laughs> well, I know, it's, but, it, but it's one of those things. We make up all these excuses, like what we talked about just a, a few minutes ago, that, okay, the texting didn't work, so I guess we're not going to follow up with them. I actually asked someone on our staff the other day, I'm like, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I should follow up with them. They never followed up with them. I mean, and, and, and we haven't seen them since COVID. I mean, we haven't seen, and so they're clearly not coming back to our church, but no one knows why. We never, no one ever followed up with them and, and discovered what's going on in their lives. Maybe something happened that, w and we weren't able to be there to be a part of their lives. So, yeah. Uh, let me tell you a story. I'm going to change the name. Uh, let's call her Terry. Um, that's actually my pastor's wife's name, but we'll call her Terry. Um, she liked our page. Uh, and, and I don't know where she is. We're, we're, in, we're a national church. We meet in small groups across the country. We don't have a church building. We, it's kind of like small groups in your church, but it's just small groups. I noticed someone liked our Facebook page. A lot of people would say, cool. I say, who is this person? Yeah. So I friend her on Facebook and I send her a message. Hey, Terry, thanks for liking our page. She says, hey, I'm so glad y'all are here. I can't go to church. I, I saw your sermons a friend shared and uh, I just really liked it. Okay, great. How can we serve you? She said, I'm just watching the sermons right now while I'm waiting for my church to open. Okay, great. Sent her a message the next week. Hey, Terry, how, how, what did you think of last Sunday's message? Oh, it was great. Do you have, is there anything we can do to better serve you during this message? No, Pastor Tim's great. All right, Terry, thanks for watching again. <laughs> Text, I DM her a, a couple weeks later. And I'm just doing direct messages because she's in a different yeah. state. Uh, and she's answering DMs. So I'm just going to stick with DMs. Um, I say, hey, Terry, thanks for continuing to watch us and check in with us. You're here every week, and I love that. Uh, I'm celebrating with you. You've watched us four times in a row. Then she, tells, then she goes in and tells me all the problems that she's having at her church. Wow. She was not going to tell me that on the first text. She was not going to tell me that on the second one. She might not tell me that on the phone or in an email, especially if it's an automated email. Right. But, she, but it's a person connecting with a person. And a lot of people, including myself, I used to say this. My old partner, Dave Curley, 
he made me nervous, man. Cause people would like join our Facebook group and he would just start messaging him. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But now I've started doing that because it works. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, you have to be unreasonable. If they don't answer the phone, that doesn't mean they never answer the phone. It means they were busy or yeah. they didn't have their phone or they didn't know the number. You leave them a voicemail, you send them a text, you shoot them an email, and then you call them a few days later or call them tomorrow. Right. Um, but when you are, when you are that level of unreasonable, first of all, uh, everyone checks email, everyone checks text, everyone has an address, everyone has these things, but you might miss it. Right. How, I mean, how many times has, have, has your family called you, you missed the call, but then they text you and you get the text notification and you're like, Oh, sorry, I missed your call. I didn't even see that you called. Right. It was a good thing that they texted. Yeah. And, and, and my dad was just trying to tell me about the brisket he smoked this weekend. Right. We've got a kingdom message, <laughs> call yeah. them, text them, email them. This is what marketing is. This is, this is how we get people aware of your church and Mr. Church marketer. We, yeah. we teach you how to use these things, or we just set it up for you. You have to be a little bit unreasonable or a lot of unreasonable because also guess what? Everyone else is very reasonable. Yeah. Except for Netflix, Disney, YouTube, Facebook notifications on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You I have to stand out one way. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Uh, this is great. This is great. All right. I know you got one more point for us. One, one more thing. What else do we need to do to get good guest follow-up? This is, uh, this is something that I've recently been doing myself and in our church uh, and going over with uh, even our team. And that's the importance of practice. <clears throat> and I don't practice, think we do this. Practice? Like, uh, like Alan Iverson. You talk about practice? What? <laughs> the importance of practice. I think too often we get our greeter teams and we say, go stand by the door and hand out bulletins. <laughs> And they stand by the door and hand out bulletins. And then you say, why aren't you greeting people? Or, or then you tell them, say good morning. And they, they only say good morning. Hi, how are you? Yep. They don't know how to talk to people because they signed up for greeters and you only told them that much. Or you tell people, hey, make a phone call. We're going to start calling people on Mondays. Hey, Bob, Tom, start calling people on Mondays. Yeah. Those calls are going to be really awkward because you have no idea what to say or how that call is going to go. You don't, even give, you don't even have a script. Right. And, and not saying that you need a script. But just practice. Let's practice right now. Tom, you're going to be the guest of our church, and I'm going to be someone from the church calling you. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Ring, sure. ring. Hello. Hey, Tom, this is Justin with Crosswaves Church. Good afternoon. Hey, hey, Justin, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I just wanted to follow up. It's Monday. We had you at church yesterday. We had your daughters in our youth group. I just want to say thanks for coming. That means so much to us. Uh, is, let me ask you, what did you think about service? Uh, I thought I thought it was good. You know, I, I, I like worship. And so I thought the music was pretty good. It's kind of my, you know, my cup of tea. And the sermon mm -hmm. was good. I, I got a good application out of it today. Awesome, man. Um, what brought you to our church? Can I ask that? Uh, one of one of my uh, daughters got a like a flyer from one, one of the kids in her school. So, you know, she just, you know, wanted to come. Cool. I'm going to tell our youth director, James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just picking on James. I'm going to tell my youth director, James, that, that, that those flyers, Hey, that did something. I'm, I'm very happy for that. Tom, is there anything that our church can do for you this week? Do not hesitate to ask for anything. We are here to serve you. Uh, you know, just a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, if you could just pray for our family, we're, we're going through a tough spot right now. Okay. Well, definitely. I tell you what, let's pray right now. Is there anything specific? Would you, would you want to get specific? No, nah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay if I pray over the phone with you? Yes, sure. All right. I would pray. 
God bless you, Tom. If you need anything else, this is my personal number. You can text or call me here, okay? Great. Thanks, man. Man, I appreciate you. God bless. I hope to see you again soon. Cool. And then I'm going to text you on Thursday. Hey, man, prayed for you again today. God bless you. If you have any problems or any questions, just let me know. I'm going to text you on Saturday. Hey, I'll be at church. I'm going to be sitting on the second row. Love to have you and your family sit with me if, if y'all are coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to, I'm going to, and then maybe pastor's going to call you on Tuesday. Hey, Justin told, you know, and the thing is guys, some of y'all are saying we're a small church. We can't do this. Guys, Stephen Furtick, I bet would do a whole lot more to be able to follow up like this because he can't, he's, he's a pastor of a mega church. He can't follow up like this. He can't have coffee with every guest that comes into elevation. You pastor in a church of 70, when you have a guest, you have the time to send them a text message, send them a video text message, invite them out to coffee. You have so much more privilege as a small church to connect on a meaningful, personal human level with your guests than any church of any pastor would, would love to give in a church of 500. Or I mean, I can't even imagine you've got three guests. Pastor only knows you can follow up with one. Right. Right. So we have to use these tools to our advantage. And if pastor can't do it, someone in the church has to. And, and if you're listening to this and you don't have something, my prayer for you, as soon as we get off this podcast is I'm going to pray for you that, that you find a way that you can be that person. And again, you can follow me on Facebook, send me a DM or shoot me a text 254-217-3660. I'd love to help you get through that because this is so important. We spend a lot, I mean, we've made a lot of mistakes as a marketing agency. And one of the things that we've done is we've done a really good job of sending people to church the church did not have an assimilation onboarding guest ministry, first impressions ministry. And those people felt worse than before because they took that step, came to church and no one cared about them ever again. Yeah. There has to be something to be done with that. It does. And we have to put a lot of effort into it and, and get that team organized and a, a good volunteer team. And I, I love what you just said, practice. The only way someone's going to feel comfortable about it is if you practice and if you model it to them. I like what you said earlier, like, hey, go over there and just hand out, you know, pamphlets or whatever it is, brochures. And then they do that because that's what you told them to do. But you didn't tell it. You didn't cast the vision. You didn't encourage them to practice. Mm -hmm. Take some time to do training as a yeah. team. Give them pizza. Give them ice cream. Whatever it is, it's going to work for them. It's, it's incredibly awkward. But with the greeter ministry, what I love to do is, is I'm going to go outside. You're going to stand by the door and give me a bulletin. And then we do what's called what I call level one practice. I'm going to be the perfect church attendee. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Take the bulletin. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then you do it again. Hey, thanks for coming. Take a bulletin. Thanks. Where's the restroom? Yeah. Then you find out if they know where the restroom is, because I'd rather them not know where it is with me than not know where it is with someone who's about to have an accident. Where's the nursery? Where can I find so-and-so? Like practice these things. Yeah. And then, and then you could even practice, I mean, practice being a jerk. And I guarantee you, if you practice being a jerk, no one is going to come into your church as jerky as you practice to be. And if they can do, it's kind of like practicing shot put with a heavier uh, shot put that, or a heavier discus than what you're actually going to compete with. And I'm not saying just practice being a jerk, but that also builds confidence. Yeah. Uh, doing a practice call, just like we did it. If you do that one time, you're going to feel pretty good about it. You're going to do it again. I love it, man. This has been very helpful. Again, just to recap a little bit, be human, be unreasonable, and practice, practice, practice. Yep. Justin, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, what, what else would you encourage us with as we kind of wrap up? Uh, just remember, you know, just like I said, it takes multiple puzzle pieces. I can hold up a blue puzzle piece 
And I don't know if it's the ocean, someone's jeans, or the sky. I got to put more puzzle pieces in there. And someone could get one puzzle piece of your church. Get a text message. We were so glad you're here. I don't know if you meant it or if that was automated or if everyone gets that message. But then I get an email. Hey, this is Pastor So-and-so. I wanted to, uh, this is Kids Pastor So-and-so. I wanted to thank you for uh, trusting us with your daughter. We had so much fun. Here's a picture. Oh, now I got two puzzle pieces. I see a little bit of white in there. Maybe it's some ripped jeans. Maybe it's the sky. Maybe it's the (laughs) ocean and that's a wave. Then I get a phone call. Hey, this is Pastor. uh, I I wanted to, they gave me your information, said you came and visited us. Just wanted to see if there was anything that we are short on. If I'm looking for problems, tell us, how can we serve you better? Okay, now I got another puzzle piece. There's, there's, uh, there's some green in there. Maybe it's the grass. You know, as you add puzzle pieces, I start to get a bigger picture. If, if you are trying to love me, one text message or 10 text messages and text messages alone may not communicate that. Yep. But I know that if I don't answer my phone when my dad calls and I don't answer his text after a day or two, he's going to come to my house and make sure I'm okay. Yeah, That's what love is. Yeah. And so we have to be unreasonable in a reasonable society and say, gosh, we love you. We want to be there. We want to see you succeed. God wants to see you thrive. We have something and we want to share it with you. And guess what? I'm not going to stop at one text message because this is just too important. If you had that key, I would not want you to stop. So I'm not going to let myself stop. Dude, this is awesome. I'm I'm so encouraged uh, by this. And uh, I think it gives a lot of good practical steps for people and churches uh, to implement. Justin, if people want to follow up with you and get in touch with you, I know you've already given your cell phone number, but give us your socials and, uh, you know, the website and all that kind of stuff. Give you my social number. What? (laughs) Your social security (laughs) number. There you go. That's right. (laughs) Uh, You can find me pretty much anywhere at Justin Nava. Uh, Twitter's my main hangout, but I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. Uh, Reddit. I, I don't think I have a Reddit account. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me there or shoot me a text 254-217-3660. Guys, I'm a consultant for churches. Uh, if you got something wrong with you, if you got something that pains and you just don't know what it is, or you don't know how to fix it, please call me or shoot me a text or email justin at mrchurchmarketer.com. Again, I am everywhere. You have no excuse not to connect with me unless you're on Reddit, <laughs> I'll fix that. Uh, because I care about you guys. I want to see you succeed. We want to see a million churches become the cornerstone of their city. Again, you got to let people know that you're there. And that includes after they come to your church, you have to let them know that you care and you have to do something besides send them an automated text on Saturday to come to church on Sunday. You have to love on them and yep. disciple them. And you have to do that in multiple ways because you don't know which way it is. You don't know which way it's going to work. Tom, when your daughter gets that flyer, there's probably a thousand flyers that were handed out, but that one made a difference. If yeah. they had stopped at 999, your daughter would have not gotten that flyer. This is the same reason why we post on social every day. You've got you've to keep it going. So um, I'm here for you guys. I want to see you guys succeed in any way possible. Even if I can't do it, I will point you to the people that can. Yep. Justin is a great guy and he's not just all talk. He actually can back it up. Uh, again, I love having him on because he's got lots of great insights. And again, I don't just take anybody on my podcast and Justin's been on my podcast numerous times. So I really enjoy his feedback and his thoughts. So definitely uh, check him out, um, ask him questions and visit uh, Mr. Church Marketer and they would love to help you out. So Justin, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. I always appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tom. 
All right, so there you have it, my conversation with Justin. And my favorite point of the whole thing, again, he highlighted three of them, but my favorite point was the fact about the practicing. We need to practice, practice, practice. We can't just expect people to go do something without training them and equipping them and helping them practice. So whatever it looks like for you to do that, just keep on practicing, practicing, practicing. So that's what stood out to me. What stood out to you? What encouraged you or challenged you? I would love to hear it. Definitely go to Twitter at TA Pounder or at Justin Nava and share with us what you thought about the interview and what stood out to you or even some questions that you might have. We would love to carry this conversation on a little bit longer. If you want to just email me, go to Tom at YMSidekick.com. I'd love to talk to you more about that today. All right, here is where that wraps it up for another episode of the YM Sidekick podcast. As always, thanks so much for joining me and being a part of this. If uh, you want to check out more content and more information, you can go to ymsidekick.com. There I've got the podcast, the blogs, the vlogs, the ebooks, the information about the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group, the Facebook group that is free and gives you resources and tools on how to do digital ministry more effectively. Again, all of that is at ymsidekick.com. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.